0: Greetings, I'm David Kang, founder and principal of DEI Advisors. We are a nonprofit organization in Arizona, and today we are delighted to welcome Arthur Gober, the Managing Director of TUI Blue. Arthur has been in the industry for a long time, industry icon, especially well known in Germany and Asia-Pacific. It's great to have you, Arthur.
1: Thank you, David. Thanks for the invitation.
0: It's wonderful to have you, Arthur. Now, many of us in the industry know TUI. It's a very famous travel company throughout the world. And some of us in the United States may know TUI Blue. So, Arthur, to start off, would you mind to tell us a little bit about TUI Blue?
1: Yes, my pleasure. I have to go a bit back explaining what TUI Blue is about. I started in TUI in 2015, coming from different businesses, and then I got hired with the task to set up a new hotel brand to bring this into life in Tui, and the name of this hotel brand was chosen to be named Tui Blue. So uh, at this point of time, it was a small people of a small group of people, five, six, seven, working already a couple of times to develop a new hotel concept, which then should be coming into life um, a year later. So we we start to work. There was already a lot of things. Uh, done a lot of insights uh, about customer behavior around the world, not only European customer behavior and, and demands, also Asian and, and Africa was playing a role. And then finally, lucky to own a couple of hotels in Turkey, which is 100% owned by the group. Uh, we decided to do the launch of the, the brand in Turkey. It was the, the existing Tuiblu Zagarma Park. We opened in May 2016. And a couple of weeks later, the second one in Turkey, which is today named Two Blue Palm Garden. So it was a great thing to have the first two blue hotels coming into life in 2016. Uh, and then we were quite lucky. At this point of time, we were not lucky because exactly 2016, there was uh, again a crisis in Turkey. Uh, so the, the business was really difficult from the very beginning. So we managed to make the launch quite uh, nice. And the good thing was that from day number one, We received a high, very high guest satisfaction from our customers in the new brand. So this was something uh, where we have been really lucky at this point of time to get this feedback from from our customers at the end, they have to decide where they go to. And on this day, we we were lucky to build up the third hotel, the fourth, the fifth one. So we were really growing quite fast in the first two years. And then we manage now we have around 97 hotels in 20 countries after eight years, so quite fast development. And True Blue is a brand which attracts international clientele, international guests. We are very leisure focused, so we are really we say experts in leisure hotel business. So we offer a wide range of food and beverage, local ingredients. We have a system we call it our Blue Guide system, which means special trained staff in each department of the hotel are taking care of the guests. This stuff is a bit more trained than the other stuff. They know a bit more about the region. They can recommend some excursions for the guests. They can recommend what's going on in the hotel. So then we have a very specialized fitness program It's called BlueFit. So very specialized trainers training with the guests. Some of these courses are free. Some of these courses are extra charged. Excursion mm-hmm. is a big issue because we want that our guests discover the region. We do not even, if we offer all-inclusive hotels here and there, We do not want that the guests stay pure in the hotel the whole day. We want them to go out to, to see more about the region, to meet people, to get in touch with the local culture. So this is in a nutshell what PooDo is about and after running quite successful over the years, we decided then that was last year to expand our business. So we decided to establish a company in Dubai with business development people. So from there we do now business development for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And on the same time, we established an office in Hong Kong. And from Hong Kong, we do the business development for Asia and greater China. So these two teams are working together with the established teams, which you have all over Europe. They work together very closely to to get new hotels into our brand. So this is in a nutshell what TUI is about. And as you mentioned, we are owned 100% by the TUI Group which is still one of the biggest leisure tourism hotel group, uh, tourism groups in the world with airplanes and cruise ships and more than 400 hotels and travel agencies. So a huge scale of things which helped us to increase our business and to develop further. That's a wonderful story, the remarkable
0: trajectory. Talking about remarkable trajectory, your career has taken a remarkable rise and you've done a lot of great things throughout your career. and. I was wondering if you can share some of the highlights and also some of the lessons that you learned along the way.
1: Yeah. First of all, if if some of my people are listening also to to our interview, they will start smiling because sometimes I repeat some of the sentences. I read them since 40 years because I'm in in the industry now since more or less 35 years. First of all, we work in the people business. And I really believe, especially in our industry, in the hotel sector, in the tourism sector, if you decide to join the sector, I I think it's great if you love to work with people and if you like people, because otherwise it would be, I think, a bit difficult if you don't like people, and you have action with people every day, is it colleagues, is it guests? So it helps a lot if you really are passionate for people. Secondly, I was lucky from the early years uh, when I started my career to have, I would say two mentors From the very beginning, for the the first 10 years of my career, helping me a lot to to grow up as a person uh, and to grow up also with all the skills I I learned in in the hotel, because I started also from zero in the hotel business. And I was really lucky to have these people around me, helping me, supporting me. Both of them passed away already, unluckily, a couple of years ago, Uh, great guys. And I really, if I think about them from, yeah, I owe them. These two guys a lot in in, in my early career. Yeah. And and then I was, yeah, doing my steps, working in many departments. And then after seven, eight years, I really was lucky to get the first appointment as general manager in, in a German group. It was a resort, 700 beds, 140 rooms, apartments. So not too big, but also not too small. And you can imagine I was close to 29 years old. So it was really challenging. I did uh, assistant GM before and deputy general manager, but if you then have the first job, it's not that easy as it looks like if you are deputy or assistant general manager, it always looks easier than if you have then the, the head on and be the guy who is uh, leading the, the resort or the hotel at this time. That was a really nice experience. I will not miss it. Uh, and I was always lucky to be surrounded by great teams, love to work in the hotels where I was also working. And, uh, yeah, we still have a lot of contact to one of the the former colleagues for all of this time, a remarkable time. I will not miss it. I will uh, do the same if I start tomorrow again. That's a wonderful story. And
0: you you touched on a few things that are really important in our career. You had two great mentors that took you under their wings and brought you along and gave you opportunities. The other one that you mentioned, which is really important, is you surrounded, surrounded yourself with wonderful teams. That's a secret to success. Let's talk about the challenges that you faced. Just curious as to what your general approach to challenges would
1: be. Yeah, every day is a challenge in our industry. If you look, let's say, especially in, in, in our industry, not only the hotel sector, but also combining what TUI is doing in the Trooperator Park and the cruise ships in our remit. If you take the last twenty years, there was not one year running smoothly without any interruption. So if it is a, a pest in Turkey or the island volcanoes exploding and airlines were stopped to fly to to US and these kind of things, so there's a change every single year. I, I think we we learned to deal with challenges. Personally, I as older I get, I think as yeah I would not say relaxed. But as more experienced you you get as well, dealing with these challenges and this helps a lot then also the teams, because usually you have teams through all ages and with all the degrees of experiences, which is beneficial not only hearing the old guys talking about their challenges and experience, but also younger colleagues which joining the team. I think I try always to, to see the the issue, to understand the problem Uh, and then sometimes you have to react quite fast because the problem is different. If it's just a sample, you have a huge fire in one of your resorts. So then you cannot um, analyze for weeks what's going on, what happens, what is the best solution. If you have a fire in a fully booked hotel and then you have to evacuate this hotel during the night, the, the local team has to do that. Uh, then you have to take, from a company perspective, you have to take a decision on the next day. What are we doing with the guests? How is the joint to be approached, what are we going to do with our stuff? Yeah. Luckily nobody is endured from guest side and from the employee side, then you have to decide quite fast. Yeah. If you have, I think things which maybe need a longer time to come to conclusion, which allows to have a longer time. I think then it's needed to, to analyze this more carefully, really carefully to see all the pros and cons before you come to the decision. I would say it always a bit dependent on the issue and dependent on what you want to achieve and in which time frame you have to achieve what. So this is what I see there, but this was always, I, I think, more or less the case over the years, but then one thing happened. This was COVID and then everybody was lost. Yeah. Because I, I still remember exactly what happened. I was on the last flight. I was in Vietnam in our resort in March, 2020, and the resort was supposed to be open on the 1st of April. Then I was there for the last inspection, talking to the colleagues and to our French, to our joint venture partner. And then I flew on the 14th of March. I flew back via Danang, Bangkok, Bangkok, Frankfurt. This was the last time for a couple of weeks from Bangkok to Frankfurt. It was a A380. I never forget it. It was fully booked. Um, And it was a really mysterious atmosphere in the plane. Nobody was knowing what COVID means. Uh, So it it was really strange. And then I went back to our office, our head office of TUI in Hannover, Germany on the 15th. I think it was a Monday. And then the board decided that we leave the office and close down the business. And and then everybody went home. Luckily, we did the rollout of teams 365 one year before. So everybody was at least able to communicate their uh, teams. But what I discovered in this time, the first week where you know that you have been in this uh, period, also still uh, active as a CEO of one of the biggest hotel groups in the world, there was n- no income stream from day number one. So from the 15th of March, at least in our remit, there was not even one euro dollar cent revenue, so everything stops. The hotel were closed, we sent the people to furlough, we have to, we were forced to fire people, all the whole range. I think everybody was aware that there have been solutions which we would not have taken in normal circumstances. But I think that for me, the most crucial thing was that usually colleagues, employees are looking for the senior leaders to get an answer on something. But at least to my observation, the first two, three, four weeks after the COVID came in around the world, nobody has had a different information than the other one. So everybody has had the same degree of information, which means there was no information. Nobody was clear what's going on. How, how, how do we handle it? Um, how, how can we step forward? Uh, how do we pay all the things around us? So uh, in this point of time, I, I think everybody was clear. You can have blueprints for everything. Uh, we have written handbooks for, for everything which can happen in the hotel or in, in our industry over the years. Everybody knows all the, the big books and the, the p ps But for this particular thing, there was no P&P. Uh, there, there was no plan to handle uh, these kind of things. In TUI, we have, sure, plans for all kinds of, of things you can imagine. Uh, attack here and there, or there's a fire in a hotel, the evacuation plans. So we are really good in, in these kind of things, which need to be handled for our customers when they stay with us around the world. Uh, you know that, but in this particular case, there, there was no plan B for the first weeks. So I think this was, for me, really a very strange experience, uh, like, I, I guess, like everybody else as well. Yeah,
0: yeah that was uh, very hard because there was no experience to draw upon and nobody knew how long it was going to last. And yes. the severity of things, that was a very scary times, but yeah. Kudos to you, finding the strength and resilience
1: and grace to lead. That was very hard. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about, yeah. Like everybody else in this period, uh, no income streams. The two figures were around 20 billion Euro revenue per year. And from day one, no, no single, no cent came in. A huge cash burn, you can imagine. We have 440 airplanes and hotels and these kind of things. And at this point of time, more than 70,000 employees worldwide. In all the the businesses what we're doing uh, and so then you end up uh, with, with not even one single euro dollar um, income so it was really a great time a hard time and then it was really i think from a leadership perspective uh, it was needed to try to give guidance to your audience to your people and everybody was really desiring for guidance what are we doing now and then we were setting up a kind of yeah first we have daily talks and daily calls i think from six in the morning till midnight or even longer than midnight uh, before everybody was clear other hotels closed what are we doing with our people uh, so this was really a very tough time i have to say and as you say david to to recover now as a from crew perspective last year we have shown a, a profit in the company and our business year ends on the service of september so we are already now in the new business year. So we're going to publish our uh, year-end result in the next um, weeks. And I think as our board already announced, there will be a remarkable profit, which we're going to show. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, I think, great news for all our colleagues in TUI and also in TUI Blue, that the company is back to old strengths and we look pretty much forward to go the next steps. I totally agree with you. And this
0: reminds me of the saying, this too will pass, meaning that even the worst challenge, you can overcome, Uh, just give it a new day.
1: (laughs) It sounds strange, but it's it's like it is. And I I think also one thing is you never give up. That's true.
0: This ties into my next question. What are some of the
1: lessons that you've learned from your failures? There are many failures. If If you take decisions, you also take wrong decisions. I always try to First, my my class is half full and not half empty. This is how I try to deal with my private life. I'm an optimistic thinking guy because I say in our industry, it helps a lot if you're more optimistic than not. Even being aware that it's not a game. It's a tough tough business where we are in. I always try to learn my lessons and to reflect afterwards, um, after a decision is proved to be wrong what was what is wrong how did we come to a wrong decision what was wrong in the process uh, didn't we have the right information didn't we have enough information have we been too fast uh, coming to the conclusion so i think for me it's always important that to understand why the decision was wrong uh, proven wrong and not because if you not understand then you do another decision based on the same facts and you do the same uh, and therefore sometimes I really, I, I, I force my people, let's really see what was wrong and, and avoid that we do mistakes two times and, and that we make mistakes. I encourage my people to, to take decisions. And if you encourage people to get, take decisions, you can be sure that they also wrong decisions. Yeah. But the, the worst thing is if we then do the same wrong decisions two, three or four times, and this, I, I try to avoid and sometimes it's okay and it works out and sometimes not, but I think it's human being or human nature that, that people, they have to learn to decide and they have to learn that they, if they decide it cannot be wrong. And I, I, I do this also with our young leaders. I encourage them to take decisions because they have to learn that not all the decisions they take are right, Yeah, but they have to decide if you, if nobody decides, how can you do your business? That's right. You
0: have to make decisions and sometimes you have to take risks. And failure is not fatal. Fate, failures are wonderful learning opportunities. Yes. As long as we don't make the same mistake twice.
1: Yes, and sometimes, failure, and sometimes failure is a bit more painful than another time. I think there's one example. It was a company many years ago. I was also in, in, in the top management. And then it was a, my majority shareholder was close to 80% of the shares. Of the company. And he wanted to do something totally different and then uh, and, and we tried from a management perspective to convince him that his way is really wrong and this will never work out we, we tried to to explain the business and what is our perspective on that we showed plans forward it, but it, it was impossible to convince him So i was forced to leave the company because i was not able to, to work with uh, this company um, further And this was really disappointing because we invested a hell of work in this company. Sure, we get paid for it, but at the end, it's also a personal investment. You know what I'm talking about. And I think also the people listening to the cast, what it means when when we talk about investing time and work in the sector. But then the most disappointing part was for me then seeing the stuff remaining in the company um, not leaving, and, and then they were forced to, to work for a longer period. Uh, was, I still feel, and I didn't know um, in the retro perspective, it was the wrong decision they took. But this was one of the samples where I said, listen, uh, it was over months of development. Uh, I didn't sleep well for a couple of months, uh, bad feelings. Even It was a, a company in Germany, so you're, the MD obliged also to be responsible for the financial part of the company because you're registered in the in the government uh, and reliable for these kind of things it was this was for me one of the hardest periods in my lifetime business wise
0: business yeah that's a tough one i know in germany they have strict laws you are responsible for your actions yeah. let's switch topics and talk about networking some people say your network is your net worth it's vitally important to your success Tell us uh, what tips you can share on networking.
1: I mean, I can only only, uh, say how how I handle that. I think everybody I think is doing this in a different way. I still have people around me meeting the first day of my business career. Uh, Sometimes we meet once a year. Sometimes we we don't meet. Uh, Sometimes we, we, we give us a call. And and over the years, changing jobs and also countries, the number of people is increasing. One of my things, what is one of my takeaways is it's a give and take. It's not a a one way street, means if you need something, you can ask. And if the other part is asking you for a favor, you say, I don't have time. We cannot. This is, I believe strongly in this give and take. And then you are able to maintain your network because over the period, the people know exactly that you are predictable, that you're reliable, uh, that you, you stand for what you say, uh, and, and then uh, your network is growing. Uh, this is at least how I do it. Um, sometimes it's it's not convenient if somebody's asking, can you do me, me a favor and there uh, to say, I don't have time for, for this now, I have other plans, but then you have to remind yourself, listen, um, it's worse, because he, has, he needs some help, otherwise, he would not ask for a favor, which means the person who is asking needs something. Otherwise, the question will not come up. And I think this is over the years. Uh, if, if you are comfortable with this kind of, of behavior, then you also make the people around you um, very sure that if they have something they, they want to get from you, they get it. Yeah, I think this is for me, at least for me, one of the most important things that you are, are reliable and that you stand for what you say. Yeah, and this is how the network that for me, the base of the network uh, around the world. If you stay to, to these kind of, let's say, values, maybe, maybe personal values. And yeah. therefore, everybody's treating this different. At least this is how, how I treat it.
0: That's why you are absolutely right. There needs to be reciprocity in the relationship to your point about give and take. I see that we are coming to the end of our time. I have a couple more questions that I'd like to ask you. One is about the environment that we all work in, which is a very fast-paced, fast-changing environment. Things are constantly moving. And what leadership traits do you look for in this kind of environment when
1: you hire people for high-level positions? I would say they have to be passionate for what they're doing. They have to be, they have to have a clear understanding about how they lead people and how their leadership is about. Uh, Not if you are, if you hire some experienced senior leaders, you you don't look too deep in what they did in year two of their career in terms of the job they are doing, I have always really a big eye on, on the behavior of the people. What do they believe and how do they interact with people? And we want to make sure that we have really leaders, which are able to deal with the whole scope of our work, yeah. ESG, DI is an issue. How do they fit to the needs of the company? Also the values of TUI, trust, unique and inspiring. How do they see the world? Yeah. How do they see the world today? And how do they see the world and our environment in the next two, three, four, five years? I do not ask for 20 years. It's, it's far too long, but at least they have to have an idea. Uh, over the next two, three years, is there something uh, what we have to predict? Is there something what we have to consider? So let's say that the whole picture, uh, which from my perspective, a, a senior leader should have, this plays a role um, in our decision, at least in my decision, before we sign some contracts with, with some senior leaders in our company.
0: Great. Thanks for sharing that. My last question is uh, regarding self empowerment. It, it is so important that we don't shortchange ourselves and do our best to achieve our career aspiration that requires us to have self-empowerment can you share your advice on personal empowerment
1: a very good question david it's the, the, the million dollar question <clears throat> i i believe that you have to be self-confident that you have to believe what what you do but at the same time you have also to be sure that you're not alone on the world so you know, even if well people intend to to think okay it's my decision now and it's the way I go uh, which is uh, quite nice uh, to have an idea and also the way forward a direction forward but you you never do this alone Uh, and I think uh, it's always wise to see what's going on the right side left side Um, and uh, if I go if I'm out of Germany I'm a foreigner independently to which country I go and I think this is also do something with spiritual empowerment to to be clear that you have to adapt yourself to the environment you are in yeah and yeah be confident what you do but not believe that you are alone in the world and you rule everything by, your, by yourself this is wonderful advice <laughs> and
0: nice. you basically talked about the need to have self-confidence and uh, vision but you need to bring others along because nobody can achieve everything himself or herself yes. You need other people to prop you up and support yeah. you. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us, Arthur. It's, it's great having you on the show.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Thank yeah, you.
0: it's wonderful. And to the audience, if you enjoyed the show, I hope you'll join us on our website, deiadvisors.org. We hope to see you there. Thanks again, Arthur. It's wonderful to have you.
1: Thank you very much, David. Thanks for the invitation and hope to see you soon in Asia or somewhere Yeah, else, I hope so. Or somewhere else, else in the world.
0: Thank you.